0: Chapter 2, Part 4 of a Contribution to the Critique of Political Economy by Karl Marx, translated by Nahum Isaac Stone. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 4. The Precious Metals. The process of capitalist production, first of all, takes hold of the metallic circulation as of a ready transmitted organ which though undergoing a gradual transformation always retains its fundamental structure the question as to why gold and silver and not other commodities serve as money material falls outside the limits of the capitalist system we shall therefore confine ourselves to summing up the most essential points since universal labor time admits of quantitative differences only the object which is to serve as its specific incarnation must be capable of representing purely quantitative differences that is it must be homogeneous and uniform in quality throughout that is the first condition a commodity must satisfy to perform the function of a measure of value if commodities were estimated in oxen hides grain etc they would really have to be estimated in an ideal average ox or average hide since there are qualitative differences between an ox and an ox grain and grain hide and hide on the contrary gold and silver as elementary substances are always the same and equal quantities of them represent therefore values of equal magnitude footnote galliani page 130 metals have this singular property that everything in them is reduced to one consideration viz that of quantity since they are not endowed by nature with any differences in quality either in their internal structure or in their external form and shape. End of footnote. The other condition which a commodity that is to serve as a universal equivalent must satisfy and which follows directly from its function of representing purely quantitative differences is that it must be capable of being divided and reunited at will so that money of account may be represented materially as well gold and silver possess these properties to a superior degree as mediums of circulation gold and silver have this advantage over other commodities that their high specific gravity which condenses much weight in little space corresponds to their economic specific gravity which condenses relatively much labor time that is a great quantity of exchange value in a small volume this ensures facility of transport of transition from hand to hand and from one country to another the ability to appear as rapidly as to disappear in short that material mobility which constitutes the sine qua non of the commodity that is to serve as the perpetuum mobile of the process of circulation the high specific value of the precious metals their durability comparative indestructibility insusceptibility of oxidation through the action of the air in the case of gold insolubility in acids except in aqua regia all these natural properties make the precious metals natural material for hoarding peter martyr who seems to have been a great lover of chocolate remarks therefore of the cacao bags which formed a species of mexican gold o felicum monetum quae suavent utilem utilemque private humano generi potum eta tartaria peste avaritiae suos serwat possessoris quod sephodi aut daiu seruari nequiat footnote de orba novo o oh, happy coin which furnishes mankind with a pleasant and useful beverage and keeps its possessors immune from the hell-born pest of feverus since it cannot be either buried or preserved long in the footnote the great importance of metals in general in the direct process of production is due to the part they play as instruments of production apart from their scarcity the great softness of gold and silver as compared with iron and even copper in the hardened state in which it was used by the ancients makes them unfit for that application and deprives them therefore to a great extent of that property on which the use value of metals is generally based Uses, as they are in the direct process of production, they are easily dispensed with as means of existence, as articles of consumption. For that reason, any desired quantity of them may be absorbed by the social process of circulation without disturbing the processes of direct production and consumption. Their individual use value does not come in conflict with their economic function, furthermore gold and silver are not only negatively superfluous that is dispensable articles but their aesthetic properties make them the natural material of luxury ornamentation splendour festive occasions in short the positive form of abundance and wealth they appear in a way as spontaneous light brought out from the underground world since silver reflects all rays of light in their original combination and gold only the colour of highest intensity red light the sensation of colour is generally speaking the most popular form of aesthetic sense the etymological connection between the names of the precious metals and the relations of colours in the different indo-germanic languages has been established by jacob grimm see his history of the german language finally the susceptibility of gold and silver of being turned from coin into bullion from bullion into articles of luxury and vice versa that is, the advantage they possess as against other commodities in not being tied down to a definite exclusive form in which they can be used, makes them the natural material of money, which must constantly change from one form to another. Nature no more produces money than it does bankers or discount rates, but since the capitalist system of production requires the crystallization of wealth as a fetish in the form of a single article gold and silver appear as its appropriate incarnation gold and silver are not money by nature but money is by nature gold and silver in the first place the silver or gold money crystal is not only the product of the process of circulation but in fact its only final product in the second place gold and silver are ready and direct products of nature not distinguished by any difference of form the universal product of the social process or the social process itself as a product is a peculiar natural product a metal hidden in the bowels of the earth and extracted therefrom footnote in seven sixty a multitude of poor people emigrated to the south of prague to wash the gold sand found there and three men were able to extract three marks of gold a day as a result of that the run on the diggings and the number of hands taken away from agriculture became so great that the country was visited by a famine the following year c m g kerner Abhanglung von dem Alterthum der Bohmischen Bergworks Schneeberg, seventeen fifty eight. End of footnote. We have seen that gold and silver are unable to fulfil the requirements which they are expected to meet in their capacity of money, viz. to remain values of unvarying magnitude. Still, as Aristotle had already observed, they possess a more constant value than the average of other commodities. Apart from the universal effect of an appreciation or depreciation of the precious metals, the fluctuations in the ratio between the values of gold and silver has a special importance, since both serve side by side in the world market as money material. The purely economic causes of this change of value must be traced to the change in the labor time required for the production of these metals, conquests, and other political upheavals, which exercised a great influence on the value of metals in the ancient world have nowadays only a local and transitory effect the labour time required for the production of the metals will depend on the degree of their natural scarcity as well as on the greater or less difficulty with which they can be obtained in a purely metallic state as a matter of fact gold is the first metal discovered by man this is due to the fact that nature itself furnishes it partly in pure crystalline form individualized free from chemical combination with other substances or as the alchemist used to say in a virgin state and so far as it does not appear in that state nature does the technical work in the great gold washeries of rivers only the crudest kind of labor is thus required of man in the extraction of gold either from rivers or from alluvial deposits while the extraction of silver presupposes the development of mining and a comparatively high degree of technical skill generally for that reason the value of silver is originally greater than that of gold in spite of the lesser absolute scarcity of the former strabo's assertion that a certain arabian tribe gave ten pounds of gold for one pound of iron and two pounds of gold for one pound of silver seems by no means incredible but as the productive powers of labor in society are developed and the product of unskilled labor rises in value as compared with the product of skilled labor as the earth's crust is more thoroughly broken up and the original superficial sources of gold supply give out the value of silver begins to fall in proportion to that of gold at a given stage of development of engineering and of the means of communication the discovery of new gold or silver fields become the decisive factor in ancient asia the ratio of gold to silver was six to one or eight to one the latter ratio prevailed in china and japan as late as the beginning of the nineteenth century ten to one the ratio of xenophon's time may be considered as the average ratio of the middle period of antiquity the exploitation of the spanish silver mines by carthage and later by rome had about the same effect in antiquity as the discovery of the american mines in modern europe for the period of the roman empire fifteen or sixteen to one may be assumed as a rough average although we frequently find cases of still greater depreciation of silver in rome the same movement beginning with the relative depreciation of gold and concluding with the fall in the value of silver is repeated in the following epoch which has lasted from the middle ages to the present time as in xenophon's times the average ratio in the middle ages was ten to one changing to sixteen or fifteen to one in consequence of the discovery of the american mines the discovery of the australian californian and columbian gold sources makes a new fall in the value of gold probable footnote so far the australian and other discoveries have not affected the ratio of the values of gold and silver the assertions to the contrary of michel chevalier are worth as much as the socialism of this ex saint simonist the quotations of silver on the london market prove however that the average gold price of silver during eighteen fifty to eighteen fifty eight is not quite three per cent higher than the price during eighteen thirty to eighteen fifty but this rise in price is accounted for simply by the asiatic demand for silver in the course of the years eighteen fifty two to eighteen fifty eight the price of silver was changing in certain years and months only with a change in this demand and in no case with the importation of gold from the newly discovered sources The following is a summary of the gold prices of silver on the London market price of silver per ounce year eighteen fifty two march sixteen and one eighth pence july sixty and one fourth pence november sixty one and seven eighths pence year eighteen fifty three march sixty one and three eighths pence july sixty one and one half pence november sixty one and seven eighths pence year eighteen fifty four march sixty one and seven eighths pence july sixty one and three fourths pence november sixty one and one half pence year eighteen fifty five march sixty and seven eighths pence july sixty one and one half pence november sixty and seven eighths pence eighteen fifty six march sixty pence july sixty one and one fourth pence november sixty two and one eighth pence year eighteen fifty seven march sixty one and three fourths pence july sixty one and five eighths pence november sixty one and one half pence eighteen fifty eight march sixty one and five eighths pence End of footnote. End of chapter 2, part 4.